0: is this Jonathan? Yeah, this is me. We're here to talk to you about your car insurance. Whatever. Hey, John-
1: hey Jonathan, how you doing? This is Rob. <laughs> I was getting. I was, he was preparing ma- our <laughs> donuts. I brought yeah. like a big bag of donuts that neither me nor Barry need. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna have one for sure because they're good. <laughs> All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock,
0: and that is Rob Elba, and who we, is not just eating a donut.
1: No, and <laughs> we have been prattling on, and I'm sure Barry will. But Barry records everything, so I'm sure some of that prattling on will, it will. be on there. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone. Uh, just real quick, Barry, we got to welcome uh, patrons. We have some new patrons. We have yes. Mister Sean Foley. And we have someone who calls themselves Jiffy Squid. Jiffy Squid. Because as we said, some people don't want to be associated with us with their real name. That's names, fine. So that's fine. Hey, I don't you know. want to be
0: associated with me. But that's, So welcome, Sean know.
1: and Jiffy Squid. Uh, you too, if you want to become a patron <laughs> and get a shout out and help us out, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. And Barry, we have not just been prattling with each other We have have a special guest today Uh, We'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Jonathan Siegel Welcome to the show, Jonathan Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be sponsored
2: by Jiffy Squid. Oh,
1: yeah, oh, right. that's great. We didn't even know what a what a coincidence.
0: I do know Jiffy Squid's real name, but I am not going to don't, uh, don't blurt really it out on up. the air.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, Jonathan, you are calling to us all the way from Stockholm, Sweden, or thereabouts, right? Where you have been? Uh, li- it's uh, a beautiful living your best life.
2: late uh, Sunday afternoon as
1: the sun sets. It's oh. really nice actually right now we're jealous we're so jealous jealous. of anyone that doesn't live here now (laughs) we are i'm sure everyone we all have everyone has their own uh, issues and things going on well originally being a californian you know it's like Mm. i'm suffering
2: severe survivor's guilt oh yeah that's
1: right (laughs) oh my god they're on that whole state that the west coast is on fire is it still Uh, on fire
0: i mean i know i I think the fires have subsided somewhat i don't know
2: but and the air quality is is getting slightly better, but it's like where my brother lives and my dad and everybody that I know in the Bay Area is. Well, I'm just gonna say that our air quality here is uh, yeah, is I'm sure. twenty two, I think.
0: Crystalline. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. All, All right, right. Um, All right, no bragging. It's probably right, a little it's probably the air is probably a little crisp already this time of year. It's quite cold in the evenings. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. All right. So many of you would know Jonathan. Uh, most likely, uh, he's a com- composer, performer, multi instrumentalist. Best known, uh, played with uh, Campervan at Play, and plays with Camper Van uh, Beethoven since basically since the beginning, and and for the last how many years? Like 20, thirty-five years, thirty something oh, since nineteen eighty. Right, and uh, Eugene Chadbourne and many other musical projects all over the world. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end too. We'll get a little, let him plug whatever he's plugging. Although we really, as we already said, we no one's doing anything right now. <laughs> right. He may have right.
0: something he wants to talk
2: about, he so may. we yeah. will. We will but I'm a, I'm a little freaked out by it, actually, because you set up the camera and the microphones and everything, and then you play, but there's nobody there.
1: I know. It, it's really, <laughs> it's a very detached, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it's it, it kind of how we are now. A detached, yeah. a detachment is kind of like, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. it's interesting. It's sort of like, uh, acting in your own living room. Yes. Yes. It's definitely not, it's, it's not, you know, as people say, it's the new normal, but it's not normal. Definitely.
0: No. It doesn't feel normal after six months still, so... Uh, oh, I, All
1: right, but we're not here to talk about that. What, yeah, are, what right? did you bring to the table, Jonathan? What did you bring for us to talk about today? Um, I wanted to talk about this record that came out in
2: 1987 called Lolita Nation by Game Theory. And there's there, I have many reasons for, for uh, choosing this album as something to talk about. Uh, it's very important to me. It was very important to me then. It's still important to me now. It's like, it's an amazing collection and it's an amazingly assembled record
1: it is and i would say barry probably once again a guest has brought a band to us that kind of wasn't on i mean i don't know i was aware
0: of them but i didn't
1: know i didn't know about this i didn't
0: know that they had this status as um there were people who really really thought that they were that, 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 that that everyone else was missing something special so i did have that awareness, and I did know about, yeah. um, and that also the um, the prime mover of the band um, Scott Miller. Yes, had um, a, another band called afterwards called the Loud Family. And, oh, so great! Yeah, um, but I, I that all that said, I never explored game theory until uh, uh, in, in any detail until this week.
2: This is this is sort of a weird record to be coming into their catalog from because uh, one of the reasons why I love it so much is because it has built like the songs and the way that this record is built are built on the old uh the songs from some of their earlier records. Oh, okay, okay. Like it uh, it 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 has all of these little snippets that reference things that came before it.
1: Oh, okay. So it's kind of it has like easter eggs about the whole band mythology and it, everything. Uh ex- exactly right and it and it's a very it, it is like we should say originally it was a two album a, a two album thing uh very ambitious a very ambitious record i mean there's so much going on here and and uh and 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 it is great like i said listening to it and then and then getting more acquainted with the songs and going, wow man these are these are really yeah. great songs and and there's there, there's a lot there, going there. on here
2: Melodically, uh, you know, the writing is amazing, but also lyrically, I mean, it's like, man, his ability to wrap the English language around his little finger and hmm. make it. Yes. Make it work Is really quite amazing
1: Right And then uh, But then less people uh, Some people be put off They're also It's basically You could say a uh, Power pop I mean Because yeah. they're basically They were a California Power pop band And they were even They were sort of lumped in With the uh, Paisley Underground A little bit Which which I could I could get a little I hear a little I remember Especially You remember the band The um, uh, uh, Three o'clock yeah. From that time Sure and, and some of this Some of this stuff And some of his singing were, You know Somewhat reminds me of it But there's But there's more going on um,
2: all right, there's there's more to all of those assertions, uh, even than, than just you noticing like the fact that it's or they've been referred to as Paisley Underground. Like one of the reasons why I'm so into this record is because I grew up in Davis, California, and that is where this band started in when they were at the college there.
1: Oh, okay, okay. like like in the early '80s, right? The early 80s. Yeah. And so,
2: and so okay, so I, I'm going to go back to like 10 years before this record, or not, like say eight, seven years before this record came out, and 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 tell you the story of uh, me in high school playing in my little bands, you know, my uh, cover bands and my punk rock band right. called Burt Toast and stuff like that. What was your, um, what was your punk rock band called? Burt Toast.
3: Ah, very oh, good. Nice. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like up until, you know, up until like the this latter nineteen seventies, while I was in high school, I was, uh, you know, playing l- electric guitar and listening to Hendrix and Pink Floyd and being like sort of one sure. of those one of those dudes, you me, know. Me
0: too. Un- yes.
2: Until uh, KDVS, which was the college radio station, sort of uh, had a little turnover of DJs. In the latter 70s uh, with some of these uh, some of these new kids that came in that started playing music from England, music from Rough Trade, uh, uh, do-it-yourself music, that sort of stuff. And I started listening to the college radio station. Now, these people that were the DJs at KDVS at that time, like while I was in high school, are people who then started bands like The Suspects, which then moved to Los Angeles and became Dream Syndicate. Aha. Uh-huh. Or bands like uh, Thin White Rope... Yeah. Um, True West... Um, all these band, You know, all these bands came out of the college right right while I was in high school there. Right.
0: Good, good time to be in Davis.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then I moved to... Um, so, so anyway, so I would work... Uh, I would go to high school and then I'd go and ride my bicycle over to Steve's Place Pizza to go to work my after-school job. And then when the pizza place closed... I generally ride my bike over to the campus to see if there were bands playing, mm-hmm. and I go to like the Ilo or the uh, coffee house or sometimes Freeborn Hall to see bands play. And I caught this band called Alternate Learning this uh, one time. Okay, and this was was Scott Miller's band prior to Game Theory, right? And you know this this uh, hot, big, tough looking chick bassist, and they had a synthesizer player. And then they had these guitar players, and they had a single, a seven-inch. Actually, it had four songs, so it was an EP. Um, and one of the songs was called "Gumby's in a Coma," <laughs> and and so I bought that, you know, and I'm like 16 years old or something like that, and and I bought that from them, and um, and I've been a fan ever since.
1: Oh, ah, okay. So, so you're a you're uh, an early you're an OG. early fan. You're an OG. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and what the thing that was funny about that 7-inch was that Gumby's in a Coma was actually written by Scott Galloa, who was the other guitar player in in this alternate learning band at the time. And the other three songs were Scott Miller songs. And so I bought it because I thought Gumby's in a Coma was a funny title. You know? Right. And then I took it home and listened, and these other three songs were fucking great. Sorry, I guess I can't.
0: You can't. Oh, no, you can Oh, no, profanity and obscenity are...
2: So they were fucking great power pop. Anyway, uh, songs like Green Card and and, uh, uh, I'll Never Know What's the Matter with Susie. Ah, okay, Things like that. And so so when Alternate Learning then put out a 12-inch record, um, I bought that immediately. And then they sort of fell apart and became game Theory.
0: Very good. And Scott Miller is known for his very um, almost hyper-intellectual approach to lyrical construction so that...
2: Instruction and pop songwriting.
0: Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah, because you can't take that away. Because at the end of the day, uh, these uh, the, the the songs are just really great and really catchy and really well put together. But yeah, obviously you you dig into the lyrics and there's more going on. But it, it still is great power pop. And it's funny. One thing I thought of, Jonathan, which I don't know if you know. do You guys remember there was a movie that came out in the '80s called Eddie and the Cruisers? Of course. Okay. Well, it, it was like on TV. It was on TV all the time, so you saw it a bunch of times. It was wasn't that a movie but it was about this band that got that had a successful first record but then their second record he the, the, the singer guy Eddie wanted to make it like a concept album inspired by Arthur Rimball, and and he called it a, a season in hell, and he wanted to like this concept thing, and then the the bass player, Sal says, "We ain't great, we're just some guys from Jersey," yeah. <laughs> and and it just reminds me of this guy that that I'm you know just this band that could be just like a regular power pop band, but no, he obviously you know had much more that he wanted to do and wanted to say and just wanted to go out there with it, and and it's really cool because he really did uh, you know go out there. And expand it more. than you you could you could take this record and make one just really great power pop record, but that's not what he wanted to do with this, which, right. is, which right. is cool.
3: And,
2: and some of the some of the irony of it, I think, is also found in, in the fact that a lot of the, where the lyrics are going as you move through the Game Theory catalog, like where it starts at, like you know, uh, uh, tough school dropouts or whatever, you know, and, and unattainable girl. Right. Right. And that sort of stuff. But then, but but then it's like by this record, he's already starting to write about, um, growing up. Like there's in the previous couple of records, there's all these sort of like, uh, allusions to getting older and does rock and roll mean the same thing anymore? Sort of thing. Ah, But right, Right. In this record, there's these things about that mixed with, uh, what is youth? Like what is your Lolita?
0: Yes. And,
2: and, 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 and how, if you're in a, you know, he's like 26 or 27 at the time that this record comes out, I think, but it's like, Oh, I'm becoming an adult. So what is like the, this unattainable high school girl thing? Right. You know, it is, that is the basis for rock music. Like, yeah, I don't even know who said it, but they, you know, when it's like somebody said, if a 16-year-old girl will dance to it, an 18-year-old boy will buy
1: it. And yeah, that's yeah. How you start- <laughs> <laughs> yep, right. Because that's what it, yeah, yeah. That, that's basically what it all, what it comes down. If you want to get it down to brass But back. he's
0: looking, He then he starts, what he's saying is he's then looking at that mechanism. He's not, yeah, and, he's not just participating in it. He's zooming out and and examining the and ex- uh, the workings.
2: And, that's sort of like I think one of the the whole points of this record, Lolita Nation, is like when that comes to the end, the last few songs. But the other, um, but the other thing that's that's happening here is in the lyrics, he's also starting to talk about like the music business that he's involved in, yes, and yes, right, right, and how he's like, uh, you know, if you if you look at. Um, I mean, we can go through some of these l- lyrically, but like uh, Waist in the Knees, which is the, the last track on side one. Right. Where it's like it's, it's basically like the, the contract is being discussed here and how you're <laughs> bent, like how you're folded into threes like the legal paper. Until you bend at the waist and the ah, knees. Ah,
0: okay.
1: All right. Well, let's get we, in. Let's uh, let's will, get into. Yes, it. we will. We will
0: okay. go through every uh, not every track on the record because there's a right. lot of tracks,
1: and some of them are only like twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's an entire there's an entire suite of little snippets that we're gonna right. th- zoom and, over. And,
1: and so let's
2: let's uh, at the beginning when it, it starts with Kenneth, what's the frequency? Which is the uh, you know the famous.
1: Yeah, yeah, the it, famous Dan Rather thing, which was just just had happened. It's funny when you, when you everyone thinks of it, they're going to think of oh, REM did that. What's the frequency, Kenneth? But no, this guy's did it like the year that was like 1986 when uh, when that whole thing came down. These two right. uh, and, people attacked Dan Rather, and they kept repeating, Kenneth, what's the frequency?
2: Yeah, and and he's got it. This is 1987 that this comes exactly the R- using it. But the the music that that starts with and the little snippets and stuff were used at the beginning of. Uh, the real nighttime record also
1: oh okay okay so a callback he's he's doing a callback right at the start
2: and the song that 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 intro come that the the little clipped intro comes from is called shark pretty which is from uh uh the distortion ep i think it is even before that so it's Ah, like he's he's utilizing tapes right like older and manufacturing things out of this
1: Right, which is really cool. So, all right, so I, don't, I have no idea what Barry's going to play a little, because there, you got that this little uh, thing, the beginning, Kenneth was frequently, and then you got this awesome first song, which which has a really long intro to the song that's great, called uh, Not Because You Can. Uh, so, go yeah. ahead, Barry, just play you something. i bloody valentine or something like very very forward yeah. sounding and then it just and goes i just wonder whether great did, power
0: pop. were they playing that or do you think he looped the tape to do I th- that
2: I, I think it's looped because I, I, like i think that um i think that like it, th- th- there's not really a song yet right 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 <laughs> like, okay i think i think that he's still like implying that things are being built
0: oh you know? ah okay
2: like, like, as You Can is, is is almost there as a song. Shard is not there as a song. It's just like, it's, it's like the bass and vocals, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got a couple of snippets and, right after it. So yeah, it, it's like he's sort of and, setting you up for, okay, this isn't just going to be a regular record, right? Yeah, it,
2: and shard also i should say is like uh it's basically the melody is from that song shark pretty that that intro song uh, that intro
1: snippet uh, okay okay so, so you have to real, really only be, be only a real uh, yeah. game theory fan would
0: know that's with why you, that's why you're great to have on here because we would not if if some guests just liked this record and came on with it. We would not have any of
1: the deep uh t- deep right. knowledge about All those this. easter eggs, which are awesome. I, I love shit like that. Which, I love yeah. it. Which and,
2: is interesting. Yeah, like like the song shard comes on after uh um not because you can, which has great lyrics. Not because you can. What a weird little song that is. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: it's it, if your eyes are green, you will turn and stay sixteen. Never disappointed by a show of hands. And if your eyes are soft, you can turn it on and off. You won't be shy when making your demands.
2: <laughs> and if your eyes are slow, you will always be a lonely woman, not because you can.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow. So, so he's talking. I mean, he's like, it's it's sort of like introducing the uh, the. <laughs> object of the uh, of the you know the love songs or whatever right, but then right. it sort of falls apart again you know and then it's like shard has basically one um one couplet close out sound in sight those i know are on their own tonight which is as if it were an outtake from that song shark pretty which starts out close out sound in sight uh crows are on the moon tonight
0: do you think he had a ch- do you think he maybe he had a chart where he had like lines strong, <laughs> like a. Uh, yeah.
2: Like uh, and, and,
1: and string in between yes, everything. Yes. Exactly.
2: So, newspaper clippings. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And then it's got the other little snippet. To go ahead, you're dying cue. Now, what is that? Is that anything special in there? Because it's just like. Uh, it's hard, hard to
2: know. I mean, it's like. It's. Um, it's like it's developed from Shard, but it's again, it's only like part of a verse of something.
1: Right, right.
0: Exactly. And we should say that, since it becomes obvious as we talk about this, that game theory is Scott Miller, and that it's whoever it's Scott Miller plus whoever he has got playing the music. But there is a definitely a singular vision at work, and uh, less the work of a you know people who were all you know uh creative equals it's definitely yeah. um his brainchild and his vision
2: definitely people uh, uh you know the band changed around and stuff but one of the things that that is sort of interesting also about this record is that at this time uh the touring band got together to make these records this record and the one before and um the band sort of solidified at this point for several years okay with donette thayer playing guitar and singing and she wrote several of the songs on this record.
1: Yeah, and that was and she also had a relationship. That was his girlfriend, right, at the time.
2: Yeah, at the time. But then she left him for uh uh d- like r- during the touring I think of the next record for uh Steve Kilby from the Church. Oh, Uh-oh. wow, look at that.
0: I have a church story, but I'm not going to tell it because it always ends up with me using the word asshole a bunch of times.
1: Aww. So <laughs> Uh, We'll save it for a church. Someone's going to pick a church record eventually, so we can save that. All right. So now we get. So finally, then we get a song, uh, song number five, which is a pretty heavy, metallic sounding intro, which is very different than uh, than what we've heard so far. And it also has it has kind of a guided by voices feel for me. I don't know, just me. Listen to. um, Again, it's like this. You mean dripping, dripping,
2: dripping dripping with 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 looks exactly. is, uh, again, it's like it's guitar and bass and vocals only for most of it. Right. right? And he has the
0: oddly... Now, this record was produced by Mitch Easter. By Mitch. Yeah, Mitch Easter. Yeah. And um, it has an odd choice because his vocals are way out to the left and way out to the right, and the thing that's in the center of the mix, which is where you would ordinarily put the lead singer... Or this, the, the vocal is the guitar, that very, um, yeah, um, uh, trembly one. and, um, uh, um, almost on the edge of being abrasive guitar. Right. And dripping with looks.
1: Yeah. That just so reminds me of Robert Pollard, like a, a Robert Pollard, yeah, I could picture is, a Robert Pollard
0: song. Being I know, that. but Robert Pollard would have heard this instead of. Yeah, thing. yeah, well,
1: they were around uh, then, too. They were, but no, yeah. I feel like uh, this guy and Robert Pollard may have a uh, sort of a kinship because you hear a lot of British influences in this oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, that Big you time. could tell he was probably a Who fan. And also, oh. and, and Jonathan, as power pop as it is, don't you hear some prog, too, in, in, in what There's- he does?
2: There's definitely prog right. elements and the right. those weird like uh uh electro elements, you know, like those e, even the records before this where they were adding in a synthetic drum or syndrome, you know, right, and right, right. And uh the synthesizers and stuff like that, it's like it's not quite right for
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's all it, which is awesome. I love that. I really respect people that just have their own vision and they don't give a fuck if it's not if it doesn't fit in yeah. whatever little uh little uh spot that uh, people want to put them in.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, you know, he he knows the sounds that he likes. Like he likes that Stratocaster through a Marshall amp thing even though it's like it's a natural sound.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that you know, you know, Throughout, like through, all
2: through the Loud Family records and everything There are, are elements of this sort of like deeply complicated synthetic music Mixed with, uh, you know, this rap, uh, guitar through a martial amp.
1: Right, right, right Um. Yeah. So that, and then, so now we got a song that's hardly it's it's less than a minute long. I don't even know if you want to. You could probably just play it underneath. But it's the perfect example of a song just that just takes the amount of time it needs to get the message across because it's a great song. But like I said, it's a 58 seconds. And again, this. this Oh. (laughs) Don't mind Barry. (laughs)
2: This is. The um, you know, loads of uh, it's been a decade of record stores, hordes of failing new wave careers. Yeah, Yeah, there's some self self
0: self reference going on in 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 this one.
2: You have to understand, it's like where I was at the time when this record came out. It's like I'd followed uh, Scott and his band, and when they put out the first couple of Game Theory records, and then they signed to um, uh, Alias, I think it was, and put out uh, uh, Real Nighttime and. (laughs) <laughs> real nighttime
0: it, it, big shot chronicles uh yeah both
2: Blake, was right before yep. and and right before that was real nighttime and so they had actually started you know touring around the country and stuff like that and so it's sort of like it's sort of uh sick in a way to like you know a decade of record stores and hordes of failing new <laughs> rapers yeah you're only a decade into it you i know, know right like
1: a, right yeah yeah
2: But it's like, also, at the time, then, you know, this is 1987, so I had graduated from college and was starting to play with Camper Van Beethoven. I mean, Camper Van Beethoven started while I was at University of California at Santa Cruz. So it's like I started touring on the same circuit that Scott was touring on.
0: So you know exactly what he's talking about.
2: Yeah. And so when, when he put out this record, and there's all this stuff about, like, in this mixture of, like, you know, mid to late 20s, uh, angst and sexual angst, and yes.
3: whatnot.
2: Also, this angst about being a professional musician. And I, I related to everything, everything on this
1: record. Uh, <laughs> right. And I let's... love, he's got a great, I love when he says, if I've been missing, expect the worst, that I won't be gone long.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's yeah. listen to a little bit of exactly what we don't want to hear.
1: It's been
3: a of a and try myself, won't let others try. waiting for praying madonna's like me to find standing all night in line it's been a decade of record stores loads of failing wave careers what lengths we're going to justify exactly what we don't want here
0: with all our
3: well-trained
0: Oddly enough, another song with no with the drums, wh- where there might be drums, uh, there being no drums, it's right. as if someone they have recorded it and then oh let's just pull the drums back and then.
2: It, it seems like there's a lot of experimentation going on. Like I think Mitch Easter had worked with uh, with Scott on the rec- two records before this already.
0: Okay, so they had a so, they had a
2: rapport. Yeah, they um, had they and they had and they and Scott was like I'm making this into a double record
1: right so. right right which is great I give him so, so much credit for that so he, knew from, he that. knew
0: from the outset that this was going to be a well was he responding to the um, the uh, uh, Minutemen Husker Du uh, uh, double album um, phenomenon that had happened uh, a like couple, of, the, couple of years with Zen Arcade uh, uh, Double it,
1: Nickels
2: on the Dime and
1: Double Nickels yeah yeah, which was yeah. so subversive at the time. Would you think bands like this, you know, doing out double, double But it's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? So we get so many different sounds and vibes. And now we got another one in this next one, which is a great song, too. Let's just do a little bit of We Love You. I, Ca- I, Go ahead.
2: I feel like We Love You, Carolyn Allison is the first actual song.
1: Yes, yeah, I, it I, is. Agreed, agreed. It is.
0: It takes about, you know, halfway through side one.
1: <laughs> Let's listen right. to uh, We Love You, Carolyn Allison. Like, really great lyrics, too.
0: Yeah, very um, complex lyrics so that it's not, um, you know, the first line, and chasing inundation only childish ways, but oh, this time the sugar was dazzling. Saying for once you might just join the game and don't insist on always seeming less the same. There's a puzzle that has to be unpacked there immediately where you. Go, it's not just your ordinary song about girls and boys.
2: Right. And, and the whole, like, will you take on our age's dream is I think the whole theme of Lolita nation in a way, it's like, this is the 1980s we're <clears throat> talking. Right. And, and it's like um, the American ideas and ideals at the time. And, you know, even in the music, uh, the ideas of like sexuality and girl, boy and whatever, uh, stuff is is so um stretched yes in a way it's taut like a rubber band in a way
0: well i appreciate There's- about this record that it does not have um it has it maybe in the keyboards a little but it does not have cliched 80s sounds that will make my eyebrow no, twitch.
1: no it doesn't not at
2: all yeah it's true right but the, but it's like the keyboard sounds or what was available, and it's—they and are very modern sounding for the time. Sure, You're right?
0: Oh yeah. No, it's not a—it's <laughs> not a retro sounding record, but it's right. also not—it's
1: not. You don't it, listen to it and go oh 80s, uh, which sometimes you do. Even good, sometimes it's good, but still, it just screams the 80s production. And yeah, you don't hear that because there's so much going on. You know. Yeah. There, uh, uh, yeah. I think
2: uh, Mitch Easter is really probably the the genius behind making something sound like a record and not like. The time period.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's something that's often overlooked. It's like if we want our record to be a classic, we need to we need to make sure we're not using uh, what is it the remember the
1: yeah. Meow. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> or Rototoms or
0: something that's gonna people are gonna go, Oh yeah.
1: All right, so now we get the last song on on the uh, on the first side, and this is another one with a completely different feel. This song is bonkers because to me, it almost sounded like a feel a cool feely song, as if it was taken over by like Thomas Dolby or something. With like, it's like crazy synthesizers oh, sneaking like, in
2: totally nuts towards the end where yes, it's like it's, yes. it's synthesizers and splices and exactly
1: exactly so uh and and very the lyrics are very clever and poetic but i i i can't make heads or tails of this one maybe you can but let's listen to it a little bit first let's listen to the waste and the need.
2: I mean, it's like, especially given the fact that when it goes into the, going to be folded into threes until you bend at the waist from the knees. And then <laughs> later, it goes into the actual words from contracts, ah, uh, which are actually, I believe, agreement to this day.
0: With the, the, understand, uh, no one twisting his arm. No there's one twist. No, but there's a refrain no, in there. No one twisting yeah. his arm. So that you're right. going into this. We're not twisting your arm. You're signing this of your own free will.
2: But like this whole, this whole, uh, this whole song is like, keep your mouth shut and play the game.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like
2: uh, 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 lip tied mind, got to be small when target time comes. What's Beckman's? I don't know. know what... By the enlistment. line.
0: Beckman's by the enlistment line. I don't know what that
2: means.
1: Aside from, yeah, like I said, the very cool uh, poetic lyrics, it's just the the, the music's great. And, and we should mention, besides the, the the band for this thing, we have uh, Guillaume, uh, a Guillaume... Guillaume... Guillaume. Yes. Yeah. Guillaume if you know how Guillaume. to pronounce it, you do it, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> on bass. Guillaume Guillaume one on, backing, on
2: bass and backing vocals. Right. The beautiful Gil Ray was playing drums and backing vocals and guitar. And Shelley Lafreniere... Was playing synthesizers in back and vocals. she was a friend of mine in high school.
1: Oh, nice. Oh,
2: all right. Yeah. And uh, Donette Thayer is playing guitars and, and Scott Miller, of course, playing guitars. And singing.
1: Okay, great. And uh, yeah, that's uh, another thing that sort of reminded me. He, he it reminded me of uh, like Marky Smith in the fall, a little how where his girlfriend ends up being in the band for a while, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he was nicer to her than uh, than uh, Marky Smith.
2: Probably. Uh, there's some there's some lines in this song that I I just think are brilliant and especially you know with respect to the uh, the music business and playing the playing the part playing the game playing the role uh, you know that you need to do and not sp- speaking up about things uh, in order to keep going with this stuff but um, like trade all the forward brain for a needle of novocaine. <laughs>
0: yeah oh well a That's needle of, and then in the 80s of course a needle of novocaine or a right a, um, yes i love something a, that rhymes with novocaine
1: feeling sicko hang on sloop john ugliest trip i've ever been on ah and little <laughs> beach yeah. boys yeah
0: yeah yeah right
1: i i think my one of my favorite lines in this
2: the one that i've thought about a lot is when he quotes stairway to heaven he says we've seen the rings of smoke through the trees <laughs> oh <laughs> i and, missed that and then, and then the next line is we're how all the words go <laughs> we are how all the words. Right, go. right,
1: right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, That's great. That's awesome.
2: So, do it's you. Not like, <laughs> we, it's not like we know all
1: the words to show away to heaven. Of course, everybody knows hey, that. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So we are how we are. all the words. <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's so true. Um, yeah that's the, that's kind of the whole idea of the show actually you know because it's like this is the this is the music that got us high you it's know It's true. Um so Jonathan do you want to uh, some we could take a break a, just a little break like for a minute or two do you want to take a break or do you want to just keep going it's up to you. Uh,
2: I'm fine actually.
1: Very
0: good. Let's All right, keep rolling. We're
1: good. let's just keep rolling.
2: All right so we got uh the uh the contract stuff that he goes into, like when it when he starts having that weird tape collage of uh, agreement that made this day with the undersigned, it's the American Operatic Wire Recording Archive Society. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's talking, it's like it's really bizarre the stuff. There ain't vaudeville, no
0: there ain't no sanity clause.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like the vaudeville performers guild. Uh, and uh, and wires and blah blah. My blah.
0: grandmother was a vaudeville performer, so oh
2: nice. Oh, she may awesome. have, she may
0: have read those words at some point. All
1: right, yeah. so now side two. Finally, a love. This is like I would say the first proper love song, even though it's kind of a slightly twisted one. Uh, just so you could catch your breath a little, let's listen to a little bit of nothing new.
2: I should put that the, the uh, that that guitar riff is uh, that starts that song is coming from the waist and the knees. Yes. Oh right, it's right. The outro, the outro as it fades is just a loop, like a tape loop of that riff, um, starting on a different beat. So and it just then, shifted,
0: like, shifted forward or backward a beat.
2: Yeah, it gets shifted so that it lands on the downbeat at the start of "Nothing New."
3: Right.
2: So it's, it, it was fun with the, you know, with the vinyl. Like that riff, or that, uh, yeah, that little guitar riff would fade out at the end of side one, and then it would fade in again at the beginning of side two. Uh. But for a whole different purpose.
1: Right. Yes. See, that's great. I love well thought out when when things are well thought out like that. That and then that someone that really gets into it can can sort of uh, discover it, and uh, it's great. It, it's awesome. More more people should uh, do things like that, you know, because it's great. Yeah, I, I'm totally into it. And and, and again,
0: then go ahead.
2: Yet another song with amazing lyrics.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the first verse um, is again is packed full of it's it's very. Compact, but it's all, it's very dense as well. I was on the yeah. outs today, feeling hit up for a price I thought I'd never have to pay. Wicker, old world store displays. Sure, I'll take your warm hearth autumn line, but what? But with what for any spare exchange? Accounting says the terms can't seem to be arranged. So this is all um, a meeting with which comes up in the chorus. A girl, yeah. of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Who uh, who finds uh, who has who, a girl? I know it's nothing new to find someone in love with you, and if you're so inclined to change your mind a thousand times, then do, and I will wait for you. So it tur- So he works from the complex to the simple in the uh, is setting up this scenario, and then it, you get down to brass tacks in the last line of the chorus uh, that he's in love with her, and he'll he'll wait.
2: He'll just wait uh, through, through her changing her
0: mind, mind a, a thousand, thousand times. times. It's,
2: nothing new, it's nothing new to find someone in love with you. I love the way he, uh, like, I love the way in songs, one thing, especially about songs, and I mean, it's like all of my favorite songwriters do this, where they'll, like, set up with uh, some words in the first verse that just paint a little picture but don't give you the full yeah. story. Yeah. And then you have to fill it in yeah. it yourself. It's like it's like it's the the real beauty of songwriting, is what's not
0: said.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: what's that? You 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 construct a room for something to happen in.
1: Well, you leave you you have to leave something more to the imagination. When you spell everything out, it just becomes boring and trite. Right. Yeah.
0: You listen do it once. You are like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah.
1: But
2: but like yeah, instead like creating just a few images. Yeah. And then saying this is this is what is happening here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so this next one, you can just, we don't have, you can just play it underneath because it's actually a really short song, but it's great. The, the whole idea of it, the world's easiest job, is in the first line. Turning your friends against me? Man, it must be the world's easiest job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then we get into the first, into a song that the, uh, the aforementioned Donette uh, Thayer wrote. Now I'm gonna just I'm gonna go right out and say that I'm not crazy about her two submissions. They're pleasant enough. This one's kind of a Tom, very Tom Petty-ish. Well, that's what I, I,
0: I oddly enough and much conventional. Rob and I had not discussed this beforehand because we don't talk about the records until right. that we're, we're rolling. Okay. Yeah. I had the same impression was that the two songs that she sings are very much um, of a different. Kind of radio pop, 80s uh, 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 radio pop than the rest of the record. It sort of moves sideways into something different. And I had the same impression was like, oh, this is a little more overtly commercial, commercial. definitely. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. whether he thought I needed, it would be, you know, that I'm not going to get on the radio with this weird stuff that I'm writing. It's not overtly weird, but you read, you, know, you start reading the lyrics and you're like, nobody, you know, no teenager is going to go th- sort out right. those, the first verse of that song. Um, but he goes, well, unless, you know, unless I, but I have, but I, there is an opportunity here to have something that's a, a little more uh, easy, uh, easygoing.
2: It's possible that, you know, some combination of that thinking and the record company. Yeah. You know, and the fact that having Donette in the band and that she, she had been doing that sort of music um, – well, she had been doing other things prior to joining Game Theory. She was in other bands in Davis.
0: All right. Let's uh, listen to a little bit of it, Look Away.
1: She should sue Tom Petty for his song "You Wreck Me" because that is, that song came out like in the '90s, but that's that's the same. Well, thing but there's, it's of it.
0: a it's a you know it's a classic it chord a classic change, thing. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you too, I think, did it too. And yeah. the uh, uh, the uh, the person that came to mind when she started singing this, and I hadn't it hadn't popped up before, was Patty Smythe which
2: who oh, had, yeah.
0: had that that thing going in the '80s. Um, where, and had some hits with it as well. So,
1: and also much better, Patty Smythe, much better singer than
0: uh that. <laughs> well, you know, Donette's Danette, like- in a band, and Patty Smythe is the front person. Right, so, right.
3: right.
1: And and uh,
2: you you got to think also that like songs like Donette's songs, "Look Away" and "Mammoth Gardens" are going to be great live. You know,
0: right. And yeah, put, to provide right. a contrast to to Scott singing and. A little weirder, a little more uh, 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 sideways stuff.
2: Right, and I I figure like a song like this, like "Look Away," is probably was probably a great concert uh, piece.
1: Yes, when See they were <laughs> in club shows. <laughs> That's almost but, like a backhanded compliment, Jonathan.
2: <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, you know, you you can say that it may stylistically be different than uh, than a lot of what's going on on the record, but I right. think that it's it's part of the band. And it's part of the band's so. oh yeah. yeah oh sure no no, no. Right. I don't
1: know why I'm doing so much hate on uh, no the no I, I but no I did have the same I, I
2: did I did have the
0: same reaction to those songs where I was like oh so this now we're now we're really into a pop song
3: right this is yeah, really yeah.
0: just this is really a pop song there's and, no Easter eggs there's no hidden content yeah. this is a pop song
1: and a side note I'm also wondering how many of her songs got on church or later church records uh, probably right. none yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well he was also silence tra- from Jonathan. Jonathan about I I may have to work with these people at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move <laughs> these are my beards. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Let's get to the next song. This is another Scott Miller uh, uh, love song another love song I would say. Uh, but but like I said, his his songs always have the little sly undercurrent, uh, poetic undercurrent to them. So let's listen to a little bit of slip.
0: So it's a Buddy Holly song with some Devo keyboards in there. And it starts with uh,
2: that no one twisting his arm yeah, from the... Two songs boom. previous,
0: yeah. 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 Or three songs previous, um, four songs previous. So he's... Who, I don't know whether when they sequence this, if he, you know...
1: Oh, this is very uh, deliberately sequenced, this record. You, right. yeah, I, I, yeah, it really is. And it's great. That's what I and love. But I the I love fact that constantly. he sticks
0: that no one twisting his arm at the beginning of this song, you, you go, okay, what about the contractual thing is, right. is, is, is related to what's going to happen in this
2: song? well i guess i mean it's like it's hard to say because the contractual thing seemed to be a lot about uh you know keeping your mouth shut and and playing the game
0: yeah but th- this song when you go down a few a few lines it goes from um it gets into some very odd well run the blacktop circuit and find the ethnic buys who's going to love this place when the trade route dies gas to make the coast homes roll the windows tight young men it's not your concern where money spends the night a whole, it's a whole different thing like uh, yeah because actually yeah. I don't like, even uh,
1: remember I thought it was more like a love song but I guess maybe
2: not <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like about cult about culture and society and like money culture and stuff right. like this like uh, you know this um, top guns glad to shake your hand uh, and then he finds he, all you party boys at best get serious and fast. <laughs> That's sick.
0: All you party boys had best get serious and fast. Um,
2: and then, then, and then, then the the chorus. You know, the slate I got clean won't stay clean long. The love I got over won't stay gone.
0: <laughs> we should, and I don't know if Rob is aware of this, but he's, God is no longer with us. He is. Yeah. He.
1: Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> no, no I'm if sorry. You, if you, it's not.
0: You know, when it happened, it was. Um, I think shocking. To everyone, um, but um, he passed in 2014. Not uh, or, or, or or um, and it was uh, there was a lot of um, uh, consternation about no, why, about that. why.
1: All right, so now we get uh, some more really pretty jangly guitars, and uh, he well, loves uh, Sheila. I, and I think the real Sheila
2: was the song that they actually marketed at the time.
0: Oh, so this was the um, he has the, the curse the- of his songs the long intro Mm -hmm. is tough for a radio yeah audience right so if you take if it takes a minute to get to singing i know and and
1: it's stuff i love i love that i don't
0: even think about it when i'm listening to it but when you're right when you start editing it you go oh i realize now the problem is that we've (laughs) got we've got a minute and a half of instrumental stuff before he starts singing right
1: all right let's listen to a little bit of the real sheila
2: It's so a this really cool song. This was the hit single, quote unquote.
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, I could hear that because it did. He came in singing almost right away, and it's great. It's super catchy. <coughs> but and they um, had a video.
2: They made like a, a MTV type video for oh, really? the hundred.
0: 100- yeah, huh. but it's still in, in the terms of uh, yeah, what, done, being a hit. Rock. Yeah, it was under an, an alt, alt rock hit in the eighties. Um,
1: it's. Insp- I, I don't know. In a way, it's inspiring to me that a record like I feel like. Well, thing, now bands could sort of do stuff on their own. They don't have to rely on a record company. But that a record company would would be able to like, let someone put out something like this. And cause right, obviously record sure. companies are thinking bottom line, oh, no, we should just make one record, you know, and do it, but that they allowed him to do this and it's so great. But yeah, you, you've got to know in the back of your mind, not everyone's going to get this. Like no. uh, Jonathan, I'm curious, you were already a fan, but when you got this, were you like, you must've loved it right away. But were you like, wow, this I, is crazy. I loved
2: it right away. And also I was like really inspired by the fact that he had,
1: you know, He had gone this- for it, right?
2: gone for it with this like double record with this exactly, weird stuff yeah. we're almost at the end of side two now but like side three is just basically tape collage which i'm all for
1: yeah 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 <laughs> right it's, all right so yeah so we got the last song on on this side is uh and andy um, andy's got to be a real person he's talking about right
2: i guess so i don't know who it is but right. i am um it's got to be and it's it's interesting also because it's like after like the whole thing builds up in a way to the real sheila and then andy in 10 years is like a denouement
1: yes exactly like well here now we're 10 years later let's see the guy you went to high school with what he's doing now or the
0: guy the the, um musical prodigy from high school who is like oh he's gonna you know he's
1: in a tom petty cover band now yeah yeah
0: andy in 10 years
3: Sweet. That's a very such cu- a great song,
1: and, and I really like that. Very
0: song. brutal lines, Andy. Yeah. You're banging on the keys, but you can't flesh out a tune. You can lower your sights and read your rights, but you can't get good in an afternoon. It's someone who's not talented, or right. thought they were, or they had
1: that high school talent. And But they couldn't come out. Yeah, but they couldn't uh, cut it. They they can't write us. The, you can't come out and come. Uh, we're not one to be. We're not one to tune. be
0: throwing stones, are we? Well, we're Rob- not throwing
1: stones. <laughs> well, I think it,
2: it, it's you know it's like uh, the Andy in ten years. You're not the one that in ten years time will have one more to your side.
0: Yeah. R- oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Just someone It's well, we all know people, I know people, and Rob knows people who oh God yes get yes. stuck stuck in high school or stuck in right. in their teenage in their glory, years
1: whenever their glory their time glory was, which sn- wasn't even much of a glory time it but. wasn't,
0: but you you want to say to them, come on you know come you know, come on, snap out of it right, and four, of, exactly. 30 years thirty five almost forty years later it's not going to happen right that's who
2: they are We're talking, <laughs> like, like it's, like, it's a giant story sort of thing and it could have been the end of the record right
1: exactly that's what i was just thinking i was thinking well if it was one side yeah it could have been uh all right but now you said now we got side three which has uh, besides all those crazy son uh, pastiches yep. we do have uh, another uh, donna thiersong one uh that she wrote with scott and listens to a little bit of mammoth garden <laughs>
0: that's an 80s pop song with no strings attached really um there's right. some there's some clever wordplay going on slingshot windows opened up the sky defying our defiling we, we right. found a place where runaways could belong scott must have written that <laughs> I, I, absolutely
1: <laughs> i i don't even have a problem with the song it's also her delivery you know what it is Jonathan, it isn't like Scott is some great singer. But, right. you know, when some people sing, you hear the conviction of what they're singing. Her, I just hear someone singing. Someone We're, trying to sing. Yeah, it's a pop song. And yeah. trying to sing pretty. And it's like, it takes me out of the moment. Whereas someone, you don't even think about it, they're delivering the song. And that's not what I hear here. So, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, uh, it's hard to know. I mean, it's like, I know she was... She was uh, Sort of like the primary visual interest at the time,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And well, you, like uh, that's what I keep thinking of—a uh, Brit from uh, Bricks from uh, the Fall, Brits yeah, from, from the, the fall. fall. Yeah,
0: yeah. and right. it's just—it was, you know, it was the '80s <laughs> and MTV, like, having a video, having the hair, having—and and,
2: was so important. Um, and the hair—that's the thing. They they had upwards hair. They, they did. did. <laughs> right, you said they yeah. But there's
0: less visual evidence of them like if you go on YouTube for right. There's less than you might think. They're not as well documented as you might have uh, imagined, especially the 80s um stuff. Um there's like there's like one or two whole live shows from the 80s. Um,
1: yeah, no, I don't, I, like I said, I remember hearing about them, but I'm definitely doing a deep dive on them, uh, you know, from this, because it's just like, you know, something just totally escaped your radar, and they did, but yeah, this is, uh, it's great stuff. And now we get uh, the, other, the other song on this, which is, I think, a great song that we got to talk about on Side 3 is uh, One More for St. Michael especially for the lyrics because again it's like the the lyrics are like a novel like like you were saying Jonathan like the beginning of a novel where it's just sort of it piques your interest but you don't really know exactly what's going on but it sounds but it's so like, It's like half the picture is there. Yes, right? but and it's so compelling.
0: I'm going and I'm going to say here what other rob what other band right what other person writes lyrics like that that we and and it's a very contentious uh, amongst our fan base. Me? No, oh, uh, Steely Dan. Steely Dan. <laughs> oh, okay, right. And because uh, I'm a Steely Dan fan, and I, I Rob's a Steely now. Dan yeah. fan, but then we have whenever we, um, whenever Steely Dan gets brought up, oh,
1: there's some haters, yeah, have, yeah big haters. Uh, oh, I know, there's a lot
2: of people that just despise them, right? <laughs>
0: but he, he does that same thing where he provides a canvas for your mind basically to fill in right. all of these. This, you know, yes, it's, it's, a, yes. it's a, it's a, it's a. Um,
1: you wanted to like these sound like such interesting, interesting characters. People. I want yeah. to know more about right. it. All right, let's just do a little bit of hey. one. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The uh, I'm I've always wondered if the Saint Michael of this is Michael Carcio, actually from the Three O'clock. Oh, oh okay. At, at, I know that like the three o'clock the three o'clock were popular at, at this time, right? That they were, I think they were friends, and I know that Michael and and Scott ended up playing together.
1: Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, M- Michael, uh, he's great, and he's he was really talented. And and I do hear similarities too. uh And yeah, uh, as of well. course. So uh, that's great. I'm I'm gonna go with that, even if it's not true, Jonathan. I like that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. Or not. But the other the other thing
2: about this song is like there's so many bizarre things. Like, um, it's it sort of starts off, um, just as a. As like a monologue, you know, talking to this person, this St. Michael person, but then it goes off into this, into this thing where the backing vocalists take up the, uh, uh, the Star Trek chant from the children yes. and that, yes. you know, yes. the children yes. running the episode <laughs> and It goes off in the, all the Star Trek stuff.
0: Captain <laughs> Jim throws the prime directive out for the umpteenth time. <laughs> Like, where's then, like he's just sort when of. What is the
1: prime directive? <laughs> oh, God, I love that. I, I love that episode. I love that show. Um, all right, let's do one more for St. Michael.
0: sure this is not a song about basketball no I'm not. really I'm, uh, because I'm not shooting red glare in the dawn's early light um, yeah like, St. Michael you don't need one more win um,
1: oh, Michael J- Michael Jordan you think <laughs> it, could it could be it could be
0: you know what or maybe he's just riffing on all kinds of things and that's one of the conclusions you could come up to that's like a, uh, you know, maybe um, getting box seats for the
2: fall. Well, the box
0: seats for the fall. That was the that was the um, that sort of thing. where it Was like, oh, box seats for the fall. That's you know, that's a the sporting Sports. event. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ah,
1: interesting. All right, so we got let's let's say both. <laughs> Captain Jim throws the prime director out.
0: Bo- boards and tin and empties of gin, and God only knows how many holds he's been in. Saint Michael, you don't need one more win. Tell him, Jim. Tell him, Jim. And then, right, and then he goes yeah, into that, Star. That and then it goes into
2: Star Trek. For, the Star Trek thing, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. know why? For ship she now, right? But then th- this goes into um, a sort of uh, triumphant instrumental. Choose between two sons.
1: Oh, right, right, and- right, right.
2: And then into chardonnay and chardonnay is is pretty much i think the crux of the lolita nation
1: idea yeah yeah i was wondering that because he's using it obviously as it could be a a a girl named chardonnay and um yeah it it, it, yeah that's true because i do keep going back to the fact that the album is called lolita nation and it obviously is a concept album but it's such a it's a very esoteric loose (laughs) concept album it's not like you could Explain to someone, or he, for him, it
0: it might not have been. That could be the problem. Is we're dealing with someone who's got who's going to go. Everybody's going to get this. Everybody's going to understand.
1: And and Jonathan's the only one who gets it,
0: right? Or Jonathan's (laughs) the only one who gets it, or um, a very select group of people get it, and it's disappointing to him because he's like, oh. You know, I I, 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 it, I, I tried. I really right, thought it was straightforward. It's all
1: right there. <laughs> all right, let's listen to a little bit of Chardonnay. What
3: is about fourteen or wine? And Chardonnay shows what she knows when she decides. Couldn't tell you now what cooked inside. Once what I call hardly floor but still reminded that I once could want it all.
1: This song is just it's, so
2: fucking great. It's such a good song, and what's an interesting thing about this also is that there's a, a, like a version that has three more minutes in it.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> and it's the
2: re-release. I know. It's like got uh, lyrics. I when I've got the re-release, I was like, oh my god, there's like verses I've never heard. Oh just wow. But um, but again, it's like you know we're talking about a daughter who's 14 ordering mm-hmm. wine, being like self-assured. Yes. And and. And being struck by how beautiful or, uh, desirable or whatever this self-assured teenage girl is. And then it's like, you know, uh, at that age, I don't know any of that age who died of greed so was I once Letting Be and Letting Bleed. Obviously, when he was a teenager, he was listening to Let It Be and Let It Bleed. Right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and then, then he then, brings uh, in David Carradine and Kung Fu. Right,
0: another <laughs> TV reference. Right.
2: Yeah. Like, you, you can place his teenage years, exactly. right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: At, at the mid-70s or the early 70s. Right. Whereas, you know, this this now he's talking about somebody in the mid-80s or a, a young girl in the mid-80s. And it's like, wow, I really wanted that. There was a time in my life when that was the peak yes, of right. design, was this 14-year-old girl yep. who is was so self-assured that she orders Chardonnay.
0: Yes, and, because and I have a picture of wealthy people at a table all, and at a restaurant where they're gonna serve the girl wine if she yeah, orders it because the people have a lot of money. And yeah, a a decadent sort of, um, you know, um,
2: and 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 the whole thing is like about the Lolita Nation. You know, it's like the whole nation is built on that that idea because it's like it's still that girl that she buys or she dances to it. You know, the 16 year old boy is going to buy the record.
1: Uh, right, 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 right Yes But now you know? and, and, uh, and now age, age rears its ugly head As, as it is wont to do With the next right. one And uh, now we listen to a little bit of Last Day That We're Young this is like a continuation of from the last song
2: yes yeah but it's like in here he's having to he's having to face the fact that he is you know 10 or 15 years older than this than this person uh that he's seeing that he's thinking that was what i wanted and now it's now it's like uh time's a luxury on the responsibility in the responsibility empire of adulthood right yes. right right
0: and the critical line the- in the entire song is I think too much. I always do, which I know. sums up this
1: everything. album. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Is that he yeah. thinks too much and he, right. and it it, 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 affects everything he does. Um, hang up the faces, Lon Chaney, your
1: day's gone. And, Oh, that's, a, that's so great. And I just also <laughs> want to say the, int- the musical intro to this, it reminds me of like a prettier gut feeling by uh, Devo.
0: Also, that, well, uh, except, go ahead. The, it's very Devo, except those keyboards at the beginning, that's Roxy Music.
2: That's, yeah. that's oh, okay, uh, If okay. you play that well, on a, play that on a Rhodes, source,
0: yeah. play that on a Rhodes, and it's Brian Ferry and Roxy Music. Um, I
2: know he was a Brian Ferry
1: fan.
3: I definitely. Mean, just,
1: right, yeah. right. And uh, and then he does it, but right at the end. What was it we were always wanting? Didn't we know we had it all? I mean, that's, yeah. that's so great. It's yeah. also like the song totally changes.
2: Like it's it's been going on this whole thing about uh, the last day we're young. You know, no changing your side. No thinking it's time to start things over, no favors denied, nonetheless, they were young, and then the whole song changes musically and everything, and it goes into that what was it we were always wanting right mm. exactly Didn't... exactly yeah,
1: um, yeah. It, it's great, and now we get the nice wispy sort of strummy album closer because you need the uh, you need something to close the album is,
2: the closer is so uh heavy actually, like now you know now looking back on it. Um, you know especially now that he's dead
0: yes and
2: and and it has the the obit that's that he's written for himself was right. like this song called together now very minor which is like such a burn because like what he's what he's saying is you know he never ran out of sp- when the spirits were low a nice guy as, as minor, minor celebrities to- go yes yeah. all it's al- a self al- and and then he's like all right all together now very, very minor,
1: minor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's sort of revealing all his cards at the end because he's saying, and and, yeah. and and please don't pay attention to a thing I do or say. It's a ploy to drag you out and take it all away. It's um, like
2: all, all of the lyrics, all of these like convoluted little, little word games that he's playing, all of these melodies, they're all just
1: a ploy to drag you out. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's listen to a little bit of Together Now. Very minor. well
0: yeah knowing that he um, took his own life it does add a poignancy to this that was you know
2: really sad end to the thing also it is but it's but it's like it's so beautiful and especially like after I mean obviously he was really troubled by growing up and trying to keep youthful ideas and yet maintain an adult life and yeah. It means there's something troubling about yeah. about I don't blame
1: him. It, it's hard. It, it sucks being an adult and been oh, <laughs> well, I, right. I'm, I'm trying to like get
2: my daughter fed as we're talking here. <laughs> ah, nice. Yes.
1: My daughter, speaking of daughters, I real funny. I got I get a, I got a text from my daughter who lives in who lives in California. Saying, uh, woke up to two-minute, 20-second voicemail of you, Barry, and this guy talking. So apparently when we <laughs> first started this, I accidentally called her and she heard oh. like the first two minutes of us talking. So she, happy, you mean been happy to know you annoyed uh, yeah. one of my daughters. Outside. This guy, yes. I'm glad. Yeah. Proud of that. Proud of that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Jonathan, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really great, and uh, like me and Barry always love when someone brings something. Yeah. Uh, we love when someone picks a record that we know we're going to love. But yes. when they yeah. pick something that, oh, okay, and not uh, it's sure, amazing.
0: And then occasionally we have people who pick records and we're like, oh, we hate it, <laughs> but that happens.
1: It happens. Well, that's- be interesting,
2: you know. If if somebody can like explain why they love well, it, well, that's the whole
1: thing. Yeah, because some reason they they can explain why, and sometimes they're just like, "Well, there's something wrong with you." But um, no, this was <laughs> not. Really not, great. not <laughs> truth, truth be told, not not very often. Not often, but it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. So, Jonathan, real quick, uh, what's going on with you? Anything? Where, where's where um, can people <laughs> go to uh, do anything to support you or hear what you've been doing? I have a website, Jonathanseigel and it's and it's S E G E L. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah.
2: It's actually lucky I live in Sweden now. You know, my wife is Swedish. My daughter, of course, is half Swedish. Um, but the word Segel in Swedish means sail, like sailboat. So it's kind of a oh, normal nice. word. Oh, there oh, you okay. go. <laughs> kind of cool. Um, but I have that, and I have my Bandcamp page, uh, jsegel.bandcamp.com music, um, which I put out one record this summer, but it's it's pretty weird because it's a lot of it is... is sort of uh field recording and weird m- music that i've been making that's uh a lot of it is is very deep listening sort of okay that's we- cool though nice. people have uh, a lot of time on their hands so that some might be well, fans. yes <laughs>
3: that,
2: that's the most recent thing that i put out uh in august because it, it was something that i had been working on for a while and then i finally had the time to like finish working on the project you know but uh, you know, I don't have any band recordings that I'm working on right now, and so I'm trying to figure out how to work with people over the internet. If Camper Van Beethoven will play more concerts next year or something, right. who knows?
1: Right. God, but God it's really going to involve
2: international travel as well, which is even you know more difficult. I know. I know. At I know. this. Point. Yeah, and for a while there, I had the two most useless passports in the world. You know, the Swedish passport couldn't go anywhere in Europe, and the American passport. And the
1: American passport. Oh right. Oh yeah. I
0: forgot about that. That right, was the right. um, yeah the experiment gone wrong. Yeah, you
1: might as well use them to hold up a table like that's wobbly <laughs> table. Just put under yeah, that. Exactly. Uh, all right. right. Well, well once well, again, passport? yeah. Once again, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jonathan. You were a great guest. And, and what are we
0: doing uh, this uh, uh, next, next week? Next
1: week we have a uh, uh, we're doing Emperor Tomato Ketchup by stereo lab an with an uh, amazing
0: record yeah Yeah,
1: with nate levine is going to be our guest uh and uh so don't forget on instagram we're at that record got me high uh that record got me high on twitter and facebook and also that facebook group got me high you can check that out and uh, go to patreon too go to patreon.com forward slash trjmh and become a patron of the show me and barry would really appreciate it we
0: certainly would
1: don't forget you to like for us for as little as a,
0: a dollar a month. There
1: you go. Subscribe uh, if you listen to us. Whatever, and please you listen share. To us, subscribe uh, on your social share. media. That's it. Um, once again, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. That,
2: thanks, you guys. Thanks, thanks for abiding by my weird
1: choices. Uh, no, no, it was awesome. It was great. our pleasure. All right. Once again, that is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. Where that record got me high. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. <laughs>
4: Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic, available at isthistomorrow.com, has, since 1993, been providing a satirical look, at the goings on at the fictional Zorro television channel. Each week, Woody Compton and Kelly Shane conspire to skewer the absurdities, and fictions, presented as news, on real life television, on networks such as one, that, sounds, like, fuck. Snooze, that's right, it sounds like what happens, after you've made the beast with two backs, with a willing partner, and you drift off into blissful nada, fuck, Snooze, recent events have conspired, to make it ever more difficult, for Woody and Kelly to get their job done, how does one parody the work of insane, death eating, blood streak satanic clowns, it, is, a challenge, However, be sure that Kelly and Woody are up to the task, and will bring you an even number of panels of comic fun every week, until the end of time. At histhis.tomorrow.com. That's his this tomorrow.com.